Welcome to this special edition of Keeping It Real, featuring panel guests who have shared their business stories in our guest blog and join us to discuss topics trending in business. Our guests are experts in becoming an author and sharing their stories on a global stage, international bestsellers, and those who have recently published. We will discuss their tips on putting pen to paper and getting published. I'd like to introduce you to our panel. Nathalie Plamondon Thomas is an author, a speaker, and master life coach from Vancouver, BC. Christy Stangland is an author, a mindfulness and meditation coach from Toronto, Ontario. Heidi Smith is an author, a life coach from Victoria, BC. And Jeff Brandius is an author, sales coach, and training solutions from St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I want to start with Nathalie because I consider Nathalie a serial author. She has oodles of books in her repertoire. And I wanted to ask Nathalie, what was the idea or what was the first thought that you had when you decided to become an author and put pen to paper and share all your wisdom with folks? Mm -hmm. So um, honestly, I had this voice in my head, obviously, that I'm French and the voice was telling me, what, you want to write books like in English? It's never going to work. You're not good enough. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so fast track 17 books later, I had to first get rid of all the limiting beliefs about, oh, there's so many books out there. Who wants to read mine? And there's so many books on that specific topic. Um, and I was giving conferences. so. Um, the 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 idea came after um, you know after you give a conference people ask for your PowerPoint presentation so I was send I would send my PowerPoint presentation and I thought I wish I had like something to give them so maybe I could use so my first book was actually a recording um, I had filmed my conference and I had transcribed it you know like just with the and, and this was way before you could use services like rev.com to, to transcribe automatically. So I had given that as a contract to a student, listen to it, type it for me. And that became the first draft of my first book. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? Good for you. Yes, that's and here wonderful. we are 17 books later. And <laughs> I know that you're an international bestselling author going yes. to a global audience. So, I mean, that really, how does that make you feel? Um, I have to say that it doesn't make me feel any better or worse. I'm a confidence expert, so I was very confident before the books, but it made everybody else feel different about me um, for, you know, when you have in your title. So I have 17 books, 12 international number one bestsellers. So that is, um, I'm not better because I've written books, but the 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 perception um i'm an, an authority on, yes. on these topics so you're yes. an author you're an authority um and i i would like to say to the audience here that because we have books it's not that we're better than you it's just because we took the time to write right. our knowledge but everybody has that knowledge and, and you should put it in a book because the world will will see we'll you see. differently because right. you'll become an authority on the topic. So that that's just what I, I I would like to encourage everybody. You all have a book inside you. There's something that the world you can share. Yeah. Now that's a really wonderful segue to Heidi, who's a recently published author. 
How are you finding people's perception of you and your credibility factor now that your book has been published and you've, you know, you made it on the Amazon top 10 list? Uh, well, it's, it's different. I mean, I, I, it was, my story was very personal. And so actually the reaction is, um, it's a, it's a very personal reaction. Like people, you know, talk to me and they feel closer to me. They feel like they know me because, you know, it was very, my book was very raw and revealing. And um, so people resonate with some of the things that I shared, which is, you know, if, if that is a wonderful thing, because that was the point of the book, right, was to let people know that they're not alone. You know, right. if you've ever felt this way, I felt this way, if you've ever felt this way, you know, at least one person that feels that way. And there's probably sure many, many, many more. Right. And, right. you know, life just feels much easier when you know you're not alone. Right. That's true. Now, Christy, you're getting ready to publish your second book. So give our viewing and listening audience some insight into the success that you had with your first book. How do you actually use it? Because, you know, we're all talking about sharing our story and putting it out there on the platforms. But mm -hmm. how do you physically use your first book? Well, I also do retreats and I do workshops and so depending at Valentine's Day, I, uh, I partnered with a couple of women and we did something, you know, we did meditation and some other uh, modes as a Valentine to yourself. And so, you know, I handed this out to everyone. Right. And, you know, with the signed copy and some of the people already had the book and for them, I just put my name so they could, you know, gift it to someone else. But right. I, I have to say that one of the best thing, feedback I got from someone, because, you know, mine is all about embracing each day with peace and calm, right. was they put it, they have it by their bedstand and they, they just, just having it there makes them feel so great. Isn't that cool? Up. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Now, Jeff, you are in a whole different realm. So you've spent time in, you know, the wonderful city of New York where you were in a very corporate job and you decided to take the leap into entrepreneurship. And your books are more about how do we sell? How do we get the word out there? You know, how do we make our businesses process driven? So what's your reaction been? Because, you know, in addition to Nathalie talking about confidence and Heidi's talking about joy and, you know, Christy's talking about meditation and calm, peace and calm, you're going, get out there folks and start selling. So, how has the, the reaction been to the books that you provide to folks? Those that read it love it because it's really, it's not how to sell book. It's really, it's, uh, we all have our methods. We all have our ways that we go about things. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I ask people, um, are you in sales? And people say, no, you know, no, I'm not in sales. But you know what? Every day you are selling, you're selling yourself, if, even if you're talking to a spouse or a loved one or a child. I mean, that's all part of a sales process, whether or not you want to believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So how you communicate, not, in, not only internally in your relationships, but how you communicate externally to your customers and your prospects, it's, it's almost in one and the same because you're overcoming objections or you're having that fight with your loved one or that discussion with your loved one or you're having an objection with a, with a prospect. You know, you are always selling at the end of the day. So it's been very well received to answer your question. And it's really bringing back some basic concepts to people 
that we tend to forget because we always want to think about the next best thing and we, oh what can i do differently and things like right. that right. so uh kind of my my sales books and processes is really really back to basics on how to, how to get the how to get the deal done you know it's all basically talking right like we're trying to convey a concept that we have really no matter what it is that we do uh, you know as an author we're trying to convey a message so you know i love that your your comment that you know we think that we're not selling but we actually are selling you know no matter what we do we are trying to sell the product or service that we provide I'm going to ask an open question to the floor, and that is, what have you found has been your best marketing tool for getting your voice out there in the global market? Who would like to answer that question? Saw it if you like. I, I got last last time. I'll be first this time. Sure, sure. So I use LinkedIn primarily okay. as my marketing tool. Okay, it's really a, it's a methodology where the executives or the sales folks are are on it's a professional environment and that's really what the folks that i'm looking for is on linkedin so it's uh whether it's a an email or a hello nice to connect with you or nowadays it's more of a vsl visual sales letter you know a little introduction you know having these little perks in linkedin where now you can actually do videos on on your banner right. just way to get people to know you and reach out to you a little bit quicker and easier so if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is know where your market niche is. So know where your client is, really, because yeah, I have yeah, to no. tell you that, you know, that's really the difficult thing, right? I see Nathalie on Instagram all the time. So I have an Instagram account. I'm one of those scrollers, right? And all of a sudden I'll see this, you know, wonderful face and she has the background down pack and she's got the visuals. And then there comes this face and she's talking about one of the concepts found in her book. So Nathalie, tell us. Does Instagram meet your marketing need? Is it is it a way in which you're able to connect with your audience? Yes, um, somehow it's not just Instagram. So right. I do post on uh, three major platforms: on Facebook, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn. Oh. Um, I've figured out that you know all the sizes are different. So on LinkedIn, you want to be horizontal. On Facebook, horizontal. On Instagram, you want to be square or vertical, right? So I figured that if you post um, square everywhere, square will work on LinkedIn, square will work on Facebook, and will work on Instagram. So um, I transform all my posts. I film horizontal, but then I, I add a banner at the top with the title, banner at the bottom to put my uh, subtitles or the captions so that most people are at the coffee shop just yeah. looking at right. their looking oh. at their phone right yeah. and they're, they're not on the sound so if you have your subtitle underneath your video you want to do you want to do that so that yeah. people can know what you're saying what you're saying so the square um works now the one thing that i will say about any social media is trust and every interaction with people need to increase trust and if you go to a coffee shop and you meet somebody for the very first time, you drop down on your knee and you pop up the ring, they're going to say, you're weird. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. Yeah. That's yeah. a little too much information, right? <laughs> exactly. Because you just met them. You're in a public place. Yeah. So you want to um, see them a few times. But the problem is if you go in a coffee shop, meet somebody, you really connect and then you leave. 
and you don't have their phone number, you don't have a way to contact them, you might never see them again. You can go back to Starbucks and try to be there maybe at the same time and try to hope that they'll be there at the same time. But what are the odds? And that's the thing on social media. It's posting, posting, hoping yeah. that somebody will see you twice in a row. Yeah. The best yeah. way is to ask for their phone number. But how do you do that? So every marketing piece, I have a big strategy. I have a whole course on this. But um, you need to give them value and give, give, give and, and have something that they can go download on your website for right. free, but right. in exchange for your email. But then the next email cannot be, oh, and I have something to sell. Now I'm going to pitch you. It has to be value, value, value. And eventually they come to you when they need. It's like, it's like somebody that sells tires or, or fix flat tires and they advertise to you that that's what they do and they give you a lot of road safety tips and everything. But if you don't have a flat tire, you don't need their services. Right. But the day that you get a flat tire, you'll remember. You'll say, right. ah, I know who to go to. Yeah, that's so a good point. It's that's a, a really good point. You, you need to treat every relationship on social media. And that's how. And I get about 300 new people on my list per month with social Excellent. media. Excellent. People, you need your, your social media to be to have a plan, to have a strategy, and to be inward Action. facing towards yeah. your website, For um, sure. so that you, you continue to offer them value and increase trust at every single interaction. That's excellent advice. Now, Heidi, what kind of marketing did you do to get on the Amazon top 10 best-selling list very, in very short order after publishing? I'm sure there was a strategy. Can you share with our viewing and listening audience one of the things that you did to try to market your book to get on that, that list? I talked, I connected, I should say, because in this, in this world, it's, it, we're connecting via text, via email, via social media. I connected with everybody I knew and asked them to connect with people they knew to share the, the, the word about the book. And so, yeah, that is like relationships, relationships, relationships. And, you know, believing that it was bigger than me, like it's, it's, it wasn't an ego thing. It truly like, um, Natalie was just saying it's, it's about giving and there's, I created this book because I wanted to give something to people that were suffering the way that I had suffered right. to share a message of hope and to share practical things to do. And so people were able to get behind that message because, you know, my relationships know me already. So there's right. already a trust. And so they were willing to share about my book and you know, that's, Perfect. that's what happened. Perfect. Now, Christy, you know, one of the things that you do is you try to connect with your target market and your market niche is obviously busy women. Yeah. And so one of the things that you're trying to target is give people an opportunity to take that deep breath. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what meditation is all about, right? So yeah. what was the purpose for it? What's, what's the tangent or the target market for your second book? Because if the first book is had a strategy, does the second book have a strategy or is it just following suit? Uh, well, it's following suit in the sense that it, the first book was really, you know, different ideas to, to take that break, to go get into meditation, different ideas. I've really been something I've been doing myself to bring in more awareness. You know, we, we can't make more time, right? Money isn't going to give us more time. That's true. But awareness does. 
it will make you feel that way and aligning with the seasons. And so the, the, I'm, I'm planning on a series of four, but the oh. first one is embrace each season. And so it's going to be for winter and it is about different ideas of embrace, you know, wrap yourself in winter joy. That's the, uh, the tagline too. So I love that you've got a seasonality to, to the book. So your intention to start was that you wanted to do four. Right? Yes. Yeah. So let me ask Jeff, you know, you've got a series of books that are sales oriented, that are process driven, that are helping people with the, the training part. Did you do something similar? So did you say, okay, I'm going to start with this one and I have so many great ideas which I think is probably what happened to Nathalie 17 books later, right? That you start with one and then you go, wow, like this is pretty good. People are catching on. Maybe I'm going to do this tangent and then that topic and then that topic. Is that how your, um, you know, your book writing has happened? Well, my first one, yes, was very general. Um, my second one, I consider that to be my give back. I was an accountant in my previous life, as I like to phrase it, before I got into uh, sales in the corporate world. And, you know, accountants are probably one of the most introverted uh, people. That, and yeah, I was at that point too, when I was an accountant, but there was no books or anything to tell accountants or suggest to accountants how to sell better and how to become a, what they call a, a rainmaker in their firm. So I wanted to do a give back to the, the accounting world, to the CPA world. So that was my second book. And uh, my third book is going to be totally different and outside wow. the realm, um, going a different avenue, totally different sector. And, um, and it's really, it's about uh, retirement. Um, I think we all get to the retirement stage in life and we haven't planned well or we're in debt and we don't know how to get out of debt. So I'm kind of going into a little bit more personal um, positioning on this to really look at a different niche of people um, and a different attraction. Good for you. Well, that's a wonderful segue into my next question, which is, you know, there's got to have been a mentor for some of you. I mean, you know, we all have mentors, whether they're people that we speak to or whether they're inspirational, someone that we may have seen on, you know, social media or we've been following their career. Um, I'm going to ask Heidi, is there anyone in your, your inner circle or for you that was actually a mentor that said, you know what, you can actually do this. Just put pen to paper, start, you got to start somewhere. And, you know, I believe in you and let's take this journey together. So was there someone who actually was inspirational for you? Well, I'm surrounded by authors. My husband is an author. His father was an author. So uh, that certainly had an impact on me and like as you know my husband we have a bit of a we have like a competition right because i'm trying to catch up to him and his success so that's very motivating uh and i had a coach like i met my husband's coach and she we went to a retreat in italy which was stunning and um she pulled me aside and she said you you should be with these people. You should be sharing your story. I know you have something to say. And that just woke up the seed inside of me. Like Natalie was talking about, I always had something that told me I want to write a book. And so having someone say, I want to hear what you have to say, right. You know, that changed everything. So did anybody else have a a mentor inspirational or Christy? 
I had a, um, I actually, actually, this is my fourth book because I was, I was a CPA that became a web designer in, uh, in 2000. And at that point, a couple of years in, I wrote, um, there was somebody that was doing an actual, you know, mentoring program for those that wanted to write a book. And I think cool. it was called like write a book in six months, something like that, which was kind of crazy, but, but it was very, very helpful. You know, it let you know, do you want to self-publish? Do you want to, you know, go to a publisher? You know, what do you need to know? And an important part, which I think um, was just mentioned, was that one of the biggest pieces was just helping people create the time to write. And so I ended up getting up at five in the morning to write, you know, for an hour. You know, it was just like, I'm going to keep it really bite-sized and simple. But I think that can be a big stumbling block for people. Sure, sure. That's a really good point. And my first book was Effective Websites for CPAs. Oh, geez. Ah. There you go. Used to are knocking it out of the park because you're so not typical CPAs, right? Like, what happened to the introvert? There's clearly, there was something inside both of you to break out of the out of the shell. Now, Jeff, who was your mentor? I mean, who was the person that said, Jeff, you can do this. You need to, you need to share this information. This is pretty cool stuff. So I was a VP of sales in the corporation. I had a sales teams and I have this, had this rep, Amy, who I still talk to. And she goes to me, you're so good at what you do. You want to write a book. And how many years ago was that, Jeff? That was uh, probably about 10 years ago. See? Okay. Uh, and I go, no, I can't. I'm not an author. I'm not a book writer. And, you know, she goes, no, you are. I, for years, she was after me to, to, to do it. Well, we're um, glad she not, was. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it took me almost two years or three years to get it done. Okay. Because uh, I, I only worked on it when I was on the cruise ship. So uh-huh, I never. On our holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I like that method. Yeah, exactly. Now, Natalie, having written 17 books, I mean, clearly there's a significant amount of time. I mean, I'm hearing stories about, you know, two years to write the you know first book, a year to write. So when you ri- have written 17 books, I mean, clearly you have to have a process in order to get the words down. So how long approximately, if you had to take an average of the time that you spent putting pen to paper, how long did you... By the time you first hit the pen, hits the paper, when is the publish date? It takes at least a year to do a good job, I find. Um, To write it, it's not, the the writing piece is not as uh, hard anymore. There's different technique, uh, techniques that you can use. Um, I'm a speaker, so I can just record a whole bunch of my conferences, get them transcribed, that... uh, I blog every week, so I, I could transcribe my, my blog and they become chapters, parts of chapters. So the, the, the content, uh, we all have a lot of content. So my first book took about three years to write. Um, and then you think I'd learn. So the second book took me all along, three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a perfectionist, though. You wanted it to be perfect, right? <laughs> And then the third book, another three years. And then I started popping them out. Like one year I I launched three. This year I launched three as well. Um, Now, it is is an intention. And um, you you have written multiple books as well, Christy and and Jeff. Um, And 
it's the intention. Once I realized that I did not have only one book, that I had a book series in my head, that's when you start treating them as such. And some of the books are companion books to the Think Yourself right. series. Right. Some of them have the full DNA system that I created. So um, books like uh, 27 Tips 2. So that is very, that book, the thing is not healthy, took me a week. I went to Palm Desert for a week, wrote it in a week, uh, just write 27 tips and then elaborate on them. And right. then it's not a story. It's not like each chapter is a different tip. Very easy to write. Right. Uh, I have one of my book is a journal. So right. it's one page that repeats every week. So right. I have about 40 pages that I wrote at the beginning to explain the process. And that book I wrote in, in a week as well. The right. process to do a good job at publishing. Um, there's a whole system to reach the number one best-selling uh, list. There's testimonials to get your your cover, your the the marketing campaign that mm -hmm. that precede the launch of the book right. and the pre-selling. Because I pre-sell everything. I have 25 online courses, and I don't create an online course until I have sold it. So I put it on my website. Click here to for me to let you know when the course is ready. And when I have at least 25, 30 people ready to buy it, that's when I'll go create it. Uh, so I have one that I just launched now because I had enough people wanting right. it. So the idea is to pre-sell everything. And with right. my corporate clients, I do sell my books to the audience as well. Right. And sometimes I even um, will use the inside cover, ah. the, the to the two cover and I get that printed for them. So there will be a message a great idea. on the cover yeah. here. Yeah. And then there will be an advertising uh, also on on the other side. So I don't know if you still- That's really great tip. Thing. Yeah, that's a great tip, Natalie, because you know, the other thing so, is the next step once we've written it, of course, is getting it published. So, yeah. I mean, it's all wonderful to have this wonderful book sitting on our desk at home, but, you know, somehow yeah. we have to share it with the world. So, exactly. you know, Jeff, did you traditionally publish or did you indie publish? Did you publish on your own? How did you decide that you were going to share your message once it was written? KDP through uh, Amazon Publishing basically is what, what we did. I had an editor uh, hired to go through it, get it formatted. Fix all the grammatical errors because you know I'm from New York, so I talk like a New Yorker. So we had to make it a little bit more generic. So it was really uh, so you you had to have someone really do the editing and the page sure. formatting, the chapters, and you know all that good stuff and get it into the right size. So that was not my uh, area of forte. expertise, no, right? Yeah, by far not my expertise. Yeah. So yeah, I just had someone else doing, and then it was just self-published on Amazon. You know, that's a really good point is editing the book because, you know, how I don't know about you, but, you know, I've written three books and I think I've reread the I, I reread, you know, each book. I don't know how many times, probably a hundred times. Right. You, you just keep reading, reread. Oh, no, change this, change that. Right. But at some point in time, you have to commit to an editor. So did anybody have a professional editor besides Jeff that actually took a oh, look oh, yeah. okay all of you oh you so, must so would you say yeah okay so would you say would you give that as a, as a tip piece of advice for our viewing and listening yeah. audience who may be taking notes and saying okay oh that's a really great idea how many of you would say get a professional editor <laughs> show of hands okay fantastic because you know what to jeff's point the grammar is huge i mean natalie's already said she was going to, she, her first language is French. She was going to write books in English. You're like, oh, I may be making grammatical errors. I don't really know. Right. 
So what a wonderful tip for our viewing and listening audience is, you know, please get a professional editor because once you, Heidi, what were you going to say about professional would, editing? The, the, the obvious things about the editor we've, we've discussed and having a professional editor gave me the freedom to just, you know, write, put the like, words out, just right? put the words out. And I'd already, you know, edited it so many times, but the professional editor, he came in, uh, Trevor McMonagle is his name. He's brilliant. And he was a fresh set of eyes on the book. And right. so the, um, the intention was to make it the most, um, you know, concise piece of work for the, for the audience. It was all about the audience. So like writing, I was thinking about the audience, of course, and the editor comes in and he's able to suggest, okay, you don't, you don't need this part. You don't need that part. And you let leave your ego at the door and let the editor lead you. And, you know, with the pre premise, like his, um, uh, you know, his suggestion was to me, it's your book. I'll tell you what I think. And you make the you final decide, decision. Right. And like 80% of what he said, I wholeheartedly Followed. agreed with, but wouldn't have thought of it on my own. Right. I needed that second set of eyes. Right. Yeah. I think the other thing besides editing is find someone to do a really nice professional cover. You know, also, don't try creating it yourself. Yeah, you can go onto other websites and pick a cover and modify it, but have someone, you know, you're investing your time, you're investing so much effort into creating this. Invest a little bit more, get just like you're investing in the other, invest in someone to create a cover for you that's also going to be appealing and satis satisfactory and, you know, to, to the others. Because what you like personally, doesn't always not mean, appeal, right? Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It, the other thing is, it's our image, right? Like yeah. what we're putting out there has to speak to the image and who you are as an authentic business person, as an entrepreneur. Natalie, and once the book is ready, hire also somebody to help you market it because yeah. so many people have well, not as much anymore because we have the print-on-demand services. But I know a lot of friends that have thousands of books in their garage and they're not selling so how do you sell them so maybe we all need to hire jeff <laughs> <laughs> jeff is going to gift us his book exactly he's going to gift us his book on how to sell them <laughs> uh, we, got the, we got the accountant version or we got the I journal did. version yeah, there you go christy <laughs> i i want to just touch on something natalie mentioned about the testimonials because oh, I good think that idea. is so important and yeah having something you know on the back it was funny my husband was just in the airport and he said oh yeah i bought this book because this other author had recommended oh, it you know on the back yeah. of the book and it, it has such influence for people so That's you know so getting true. a testimonial from you know someone and reaching high you know shooting for the moon um is, is a wonderful thing to do that's a really great that's a really great piece of advice yeah i'm going to ask each of you what is your um if you had to you know take a look at the plan for the future what would your plan be for the future so you know we've all got i mean nathalie's just saying she released three books this year um, Christy's releasing another book, you know, I, Jeff has got something in the hopper and I'm sure that, you know, our first time author Heidi has something she's noodling in the back of her mind, but in the next three years, where do you see yourself as an author, a speaker, a coach, a salesperson who would like to answer that question about if you plan ahead, do you plan ahead for the next few years? 
Christy? I, I used to plan ahead. I used to have that five-year goal type thing. But I've really cut back on, on the planning. Okay. You know, and really and kind let it of, go organic. It really been organic. And everything seems to get done. Right. And better. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. Now, Jeff, what about you? I mean, you're obviously planning the release of this next book. What about you? What have you got in the hopper? So yeah, I got the, you know, uh, you know, when you're in sales and you were running sales teams. Uh, the old saying is, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. Mm. So, uh, you know, you got to have a short-term goal. You got to have a long-term game plan. Um, sorry to contradict there. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, three years, yeah, I'd like to continue doing what I'm doing. Probably slow down a little bit as you maybe do some more cruises and maybe I can do some more. Some more, uh, more books. Book <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Heidi, what, where do, what have you got in the hopper? just having fun with all of this and um you know make room for joy that is my motto and connecting with people like it's all about the relationships the people that i'm meeting and then they resonate with what i do and they'll invite me uh to speak on their podcast or you know come in and speak at their retreat and so just more of that just more and more of that yeah, good for, good for you. Now, one of the things that we do in the traditional guest blog, which you've all participated in, is we ask folks to share three words of advice. But I'm going to ask each of you to summarize your experience in one word and give us an idea as to why that word is most important. And why don't we start with Christy? What's your word? Uh, the word I thought of was persistence. Mm. I think it's just really needed if, if you, you know, if you're out there and you, you have that book in you and it keeps coming up for you, you just have to keep, you know, I, I love that it for, you know, a lot of us that took three years because that's persistence. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Heidi? Uh, the word that I have is trust. So for all of you out there that have this calling to write a book, you know, this, this inspiration, trust that there's someone that needs to hear it. It's not just wants to hear it, that there are people that need to hear what you say. Trust in that and let it guide you when you, you know, when those moments of insecurity and doubt show up, which they will when you're writing a book. For sure. Just remember that you wouldn't have that calling to write the book if there wasn't a reciprocal, like, Meant to That's be, the way right? the universe works. People yeah. need to hear what you have to say. So trust that. That's a really great word. And Jeff, what would your word be? I'm going to go with legacy. Ah, oh, I love that. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, with all due respect, we all pass away at some point in time. They haven't invented that magic pill. And what I want to leave behind is, you know, my thoughts, my ideas, my suggestions. And the best way to do that is to build your legacies by writing a book because that will live on and the, you know, way past us at the end of the day. So legacy is really what kind of would motivate me at this point to continue to write. To well, that's, that's a really great. I, I love those three words because I think that they're extremely important for everyone. And uh, Natalie, we're going to ask uh, Natalie to share her three words. Um, if she's, we, we lost her there for a second and it looks like she's trying to come back. 
There we are. There's Nathalie. We're on with our words. So what would be your word? What would be the one word that you would like to share with our viewing and listening audience that summarizes your experience? We've had legacy. We've had trust. We've had sort of tenacity and persistence. What would your word be? Confidence. Ah. Mm -hmm. And why is that important? Why do you think that confidence is an important word? It's the base of everything. When you trust yourself, when you are at your best, there's the world is going so fast right now. Decisions are made in instant. Uh, we don't have time and they're worth thousands of dollars and they cannot be made with limiting belief or with negative self-talk or with bad habits, with, with stress and anxiety. And every, we need to be our best. And if you are your best and you are confident, you have ever base of, of every decision, of every success. It's knowing that it's going to work and trusting ourselves is, is the number one thing. I think that's a wonderful way to end uh, the time that we've spent today talking about writing your first book and getting published. And I'd like to thank each and every one of you for sharing your expertise. Uh, I think you've, for everyone who's writing notes, um, they've got a lot of really wonderful information um, that they can put in their own repertoire and uh, start their journey into the world of publishing. So thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you, well, Trish. Lovely. So much. Thank you. I want to thank you, our viewing and listening audience, for joining us today for this panel discussion and Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the people behind the logo. And if you'd like to connect with our guests, you'll find our contact information in the description portion below. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online and subscribe to our channel, Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. Thanks again for tuning in. We look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea. Thanks, everybody.